Section twenty six of Shakespeare and Music. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson. Shakespeare and Music by Christopher Wilson. Section twenty six the two gentlemen of verona with the exception of the perfect lyric who is sylvia composers have left this play severely alone but sir henry bishop certainly produced a pasticcio opera on the two gentlemen of verona at the royal covent garden in eighteen twenty one the work is the usual jumble of words from the plays poems and sonnets set to music for the most part by bishop there is an overture which really is a string of tunes mostly in c major not labelled by the composer and which do not occur later in the opera it is a very bad example of a very bad class of so-called overture the first song is a setting of the fifth to the twelfth lines of the sonnet number sixty four sung by a character called philippe who does not appear in shakespeare's play it was performed by a master longhurst a boy of some importance in his time as he is mentioned by name in several books of reference regarding this song the song in question is not worth very much but is a good example of how a perfect sonnet may be transformed into a very indifferent song this is followed by a duet for philippe and julia with words from shakespeare's ninety-second sonnet but the first line is unhappily changed from but do thy worst to steal thyself away into save though you strive to steal yourself away the improvement is obvious and the musical setting quite in keeping with the improvement in the text only a few lines of the poem are sung but oh how often repeated sylvia has a great show in the next number it is an extraordinary perversion of the sonnet number one hundred nine. Oh, never say that i was false of heart a poem that any decent-minded pirate or burglar would have left alone still sir henry rushes in with what is officially described as a bravura song certainly only lines one to four and thirteen to fourteen are set to music but how the few words are contorted in the coda sylvia sings on the word all fourteen bars first and then fifteen a society for the protection of sonnets should certainly be formed the ever useful passionate pilgrim is used for a mixture of dr arne and bishop as an unaccompanied quartet good night good rest
and we will leave it at that but the following number cannot be lightly treated it is difficult to forgive a composer who seizes on the perfect sonnet in the world and writes a solo brillante on the first four lines these are certainly correctly printed save that the word curse shakespeare is transformed into moan bishop and lines nine to twelve with endless repetitions are dragged in for the second half this solo ends with a long cadenza for voice and flute the voice only using the first half of the word heaven there are just thirty bars on the syllable hair the four-part round to see his face words from venus and adonis only the first four lines of stanza one eight three are set is an ingenious and entertaining piece of work and should be most effective for some strange reason who is sylvia is set as a quintet with julia on the top line the first half of the melody is by bishop but the second half is believed to be by rousseau anyhow no one would quarrel now as to how to apportion the requisite blame the dishonours appear to be equally divided except that rousseau being a swiss could not be expected to show so tender a regard for shakespeare as shakespeare's own fellow-countryman bishop did the cavatina sung by julia is to the first eight lines of the seventy-third sonnet and the male chorus now the hungry lion roars is of course from one of puck's speeches in a midsummer night's dream but is sadly cut and altered the duet on a day words from love's labours lost and also the passionate pilgrim is another i know a bank like thing and quite as uninteresting julia's next song should he upbraid is familiar to all and the words are founded on a speech of baptista in the taming of the shrew the finale is a duet by sylvia and julia assisted by the full chorus its title is how like a winter and the words are partly adapted very freely from the first four lines of the ninety-seventh sonnet and from the mask in as you like it a stranger jumble of words could hardly be conceived yet this opera was quite successful and no one seemed to think any the worse of bishop who was mainly responsible for its monstrosities dr arne's version of who is sylvia is really a very charming song very melodious very vocal and full of delicate grace notes the last verse is set as a trio but can be sung as a solo without spoiling the composer's intentions in fact he says it may be done without additional voices 
Macfarren's part song is very good. I mean Sir George's, not Walter's. Both have set the words, but the best setting of Who is Sylvia must forever remain Schubert's, one of the perfect songs of the world. End of section 26 Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey